Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. Sometimes children get so confused about what is going on in their lives and so down on themselves that they can hardly stand it. They may feel like running away or just giving up on themselves. These are awful feelings. They feel afraid, angry, and very upset. They have more stress than they can handle and their self-esteem is very low. They cannot get their thoughts straightened out or figure out their problems. There seems no end to their bad feelings. They believe they have come to the end of the road and don't fit or belong anywhere. Killing themselves seems like their only choice. Looking at these signs that a child may be suicidal will be useful. As you consider the signs, give some thought to how vulnerable foster children are. 32 They have lost an important relationship and can hardly live without it. The first idea to think about is perception. This is how things seem from the child's point of view. Feeling she cannot live without a relationship is her perception of how she would be without the relationship. Seeing the relationship as important also is her perception. When you see the sign in your foster child, she perceives the relationship she lost was important, thinks it is gone, and believes she cannot live without it. It does not matter how others see or think about her and the relationship. Her perceptions are how it is for her. Perception is her reality and the only reason for her actions. When working with her, start where she is, start with her perceptions. It is easy to just say that what she thinks and feels is not true. Some people start by deciding that the relationship was not really so important. Others start by deciding that she has not really lost the relationship. They say to her, things will work out. Either way, these people think the child is wrong when she thinks she cannot live without the relationship. Helping means getting inside her skin so you can see how she perceives what happened. Why does she think the relationship was so important? What makes her think she lost the relationship? Here is the most important question. Why does she think she cannot live without it? Say to her, I want to understand. Please help me understand. What about the relationship was so important for you? What have you lost that is so very important to you? Will you talk to me about what you are thinking and feeling? This is your goal. Her grief, anger, fear, and emptiness are real and painful. Her loss is real, and living past the pain feels impossible to her. To help, you need to share her grief, her strong feelings, and her pain. It is as if you take part of it into yourself. The child cannot handle it by herself. But between the two of you, you can. Here is how you tell if you are helping. Can you feel her loss, her emptiness, her grief, and her pain? Is it a little as if the feelings were yours? If so, it is empathy. Don't tell her how she should think or feel. More important, don't say her feelings and how she thinks about what happened are wrong. Listen and feel until empathy comes for you. You can then honestly say, I am afraid for you. I am afraid for me. Maybe I do not totally understand, but I feel awful and hurt as if it happened to me. I want to be close to you and help us get through this. Can I share your grief with you and struggle through it with you? Holding or touching her physically may make her and you feel better, but holding her emotionally is the key to helping her. 33 They became very embarrassed over something and cannot face it. This sign begins to get at the main problem. Losing a relationship and feeling unable to live without it makes it seem like losing the relationship is the main problem. Thinking about her feeling unable to handle an embarrassment makes her pain more understandable. It has mostly to do with her loss or her fear of losing acceptance by other people. This idea needs more discussion. An important part of the child's humanness is her connection with others or her feeling of belonging. A severe embarrassment breaks the connection in much the same way as losing a relationship. The embarrassment or humiliation changes how others think about her, or so she thinks. She believes that how they feel about her and how much she is accepted by them have changed. This is the point. 
whether she lost a relationship or felt embarrassed and humiliated over something else that happened, it feels like severe rejection. She feels cut off and alone. It is an awful, empty, painful feeling. Added to this are feelings of anger and fear. She is angry about being rejected and afraid of not recovering from the loss. When this happens, suicidal thoughts and feelings are likely. Why? Suicide is an escape from an end to the pain and a way out of the empty place. To help her, get her to share her fear and anger. Say, I can see how what happened was really embarrassing and humiliating. Recovering from something like that is very tough. Can we talk about it? I am not sure whether it would make me more angry or more afraid. What does it feel like for you? Empathy and helping the child identify her feelings are what she needs from you. Just giving them names, anger and fear, helps her all by itself. You and your foster child are really getting in touch with her feelings when she can let you know how angry she feels. It is the anger that can lead to violence such as suicide. Getting it out is her way out of her loneliness. 34 They are not getting over a serious loss or disappointment. Here is how the sign works. Perception is the only reality for the child. Anything is disappointing if she feels disappointed. She is the judge. Also, she is the only judge of how disappointing it was for her. This means that not getting invited to a party can be more painful for one child than not getting a college scholarship is for another. Not making the basketball team can devastate one child and not bother another child much one way or the other. Listen to what the child tells you and believe her. She is the expert on her perceptions. When a disappointment of any kind is very painful for the child, this is what's happening. She had started seeing herself as having what she wanted. In her mind, she was someone who had reached her goal. She made the team. She was part of the group at the party. She was going to be a college student. It matters little what the goal was. It had become part of how she thought about herself. More important, it was now a part of who she is with other people. In her mind, she is a team member, one of the group, someone who fits in, who belongs. This is not an exaggeration. It is how children think about and understand important things. The child's loss can be because of embarrassment and humiliation. It can be because a relationship is no longer there for her. It can be because of a severe disappointment. Whatever its cause, it is at least a little less belonging for her. She can get to where she perceives it to mean she does not belong at all, anywhere. How can you help? Say, I know a lot about disappointment. I think you may even know more than I do right now. I remember how awful and painful it feels. I remember it feels like a huge crash or sometimes like suddenly losing everything important. Can we talk about how you are feeling? What is the first thing that comes to your mind? Your goal is to get her to talk about her feelings, especially her angry feelings. 35 They have lost a physical ability or skill and cannot handle it. Helping your foster child with this kind of loss is somewhat different from helping him with other losses. Why? Other losses are one-time kinds of things. A physical loss is usually a lifetime adjustment. For example, what if the child loses his good looks in an accident? It is a problem for him right now. It also comes up every time he meets someone new. It also comes into his mind when he is not invited to a special event or feels slighted, whether it has anything to do with his appearance. The emotional pain of the loss keeps coming up. This means getting over the loss is not possible. He has to learn to live with what amounts to reliving the loss again and again. Say, this is not like losing a relationship or disappointment over something. This is not that kind of thing, and we both know it. This changes many things and it will take time to find out what that means. We will need to talk it through many times over many things. Can we talk about what you are thinking and feeling right now? I am feeling angry and afraid. Does this have anything to do with how you are feeling? 36 They feel unable to do anything about what happens to them. Take a minute to think about the signs already discussed, about foster children, 
and how the two go together. Now think about how rejection, not fitting in, and not belonging are parts of all the signs. Foster children almost always have one or more of the signs to some extent. This is even more true for feeling she cannot do anything about what happens to her. For the most part, this is more than a feeling, it is a fact. Heavy-duty stuff is happening and she can do little to nothing about it. She has little control and less ability to influence what happens to her. How does this sign fit with the others? It is the can hardly live without it, the cannot face it, the not getting over it, the cannot handle it part of the other signs. It is her feeling of having lost control within her life and being unable to get control back. Just as belonging is important to her, so is believing she is in control of what happens to her. At least, she needs to know her life is not out of control. Here is the idea. She feels very little control. She also feels like she does not belong or does not fit in. This is what is causing her bad, painful feelings. Anger is a very bad feeling the child has about what happened to her. Fear is a very bad feeling she has about what might happen. She is angry about what happened, the position she is now in, and about her futures having been changed. Things are just not working out as they should, from her point of view. Fear is a little less complicated. Who knows what might happen? Even worse, she knows what might happen and it scares her. Maybe it will scare her to her death. What does this have to do with control? She either did not or could not control what happened and is very angry. She cannot control what might happen and she is afraid. The less control she feels, the more angry and afraid she gets. It is a building pressure. You want to help her get these feelings out. This holds most for her anger. There is another step you can take too. Give her as much power and control as you can. Ellen was 12 when she came to our office with her foster mother. After about a half hour of her temper and generally obnoxious behavior, her foster mother reached her wit's end. I'm sorry but this is beyond me. Ellen, you cannot live with me anymore. I care what happens to you, but your behavior is more than I can deal with anymore. The placement was terminated by her foster mother on the spot. After about a half hour, the foster mother returned with all Ellen's possessions, two grocery bags of stuff. Fortunately, a new placement was available, and Ellen's new foster father came to get her and her two sacks. This is the positive part of the story. About a year or so later, Ellen moved back to her mother's home. With her went her two sacks. Sometime later, we asked the foster father what she had in her two sacks. He said, I have no idea. When we got her home and into her room we asked her if she wanted help putting her things away. As obnoxiously as possible, she told us they were hers and what she would do if we so much as touched them. She was right. They were hers. You usually cannot do much about the big things that get out of control for the child, but it really is the little things that count. Let the youngster have as much control as possible over as much as possible. At times, this may only be her two sacks of stuff. You may offer her a shelf or drawer or the choice to leave her stuff in her sacks. As odd as it may seem at first, this may be your single best way to help her handle her anger and fear. 37 They have been thinking a lot about suicide. You have seen how suicidal thoughts and feelings build in children. Anger and fear fester. At the same time, the child's perceived lack of control grows. The bad energy boils up and suicide becomes a solution. It starts as a possibility and slowly becomes the child's first choice. The child thinks about suicide more and more. She considers it. She then rejects the idea. Finally, she reconsiders it, struggles to find other answers, and comes back to suicide as the only way out. Out of what? The way out of her anger, fear, pain, her emptiness. It becomes her final way of taking control. Most times, she will tell someone about her thoughts and talk about her solution. If they believe her, whoever she tells can and usually does get help. Here is the problem. 
Far too often, no one takes her seriously. Children do not normally say, I wish I were dead. I would be better off dead. I think I will just kill myself. It is not true youngsters often say those kinds of things or are just joking around when they say them. If you ask them about it, they often do say they were not serious and were just joking around. Still, it is no joking matter and they likely were not just joking. Your foster child may bring up suicide in a joking way. She may bring it up in a serious way. She may seem really down and you may ask after you have been talking for a few minutes, what are you thinking about doing? It feels to me like you may be thinking about killing yourself. Am I on track or off base? She may just start talking about suicide, someone who killed himself, or ways to kill oneself. However you learn about her thoughts, your chance to help is right then. If she says she was just kidding, say, let's think about some better ways to get your feelings out. When you joke about killing yourself, what is your message? I'll bet it has something to do with feeling upset, something to do with feeling angry and maybe a little afraid. Let's talk about it if you will. What are you thinking and feeling when you joke about killing yourself? Talking about suicide helps. It neither makes things worse nor makes it more likely she will kill herself. Say, I am afraid for you. I am afraid for both of us. Can we talk about what is happening? This is the most important point for you to remember. It is possible the child is threatening suicide to get attention but not very likely. But what if she is looking for attention? She can back herself into a corner if she keeps it up. She says it so much people stop believing her. She has to take it one step further if only to save face. The next step for her is really trying to kill herself. Without a doubt, it was very serious the first time she threatened. If she is dead, whether she was serious or just wanting attention no longer matters. You will not get another chance to take her seriously. What is going on with a child who uses threats of suicide to get attention? There are many possibilities, none of which is good. Say, part of me believes you want to kill yourself and the other part thinks you are using threatening suicide to get attention. Either way, I am very concerned. Can we talk about the getting attention side? The conversation goes on for a little while and you then say, threatening is an effective way to get attention. You sure got mine. It worked. Here is my problem. When you use suicide to get my attention, it scares me and is a little frustrating. I like to pay attention to you so you don't have to scare me to get my attention. It's yours. I have some ideas but want to hear your ideas first. What are some other ways you could let me know when you want my attention? You are starting to teach the child about good attention getting skills. 38 They have attempted suicide. Most children who kill themselves have attempted suicide before. Also, many children who attempt suicide will later kill themselves. The point is a suicide attempt is always serious no matter how trivial it may seem at the time. You can now see suicide is a process and not a single act. It is seldom just something that happened. The child thinks about it for a long time. The child adds up her losses, disappointments, humiliations, times she does not fit in, and when she thinks she does not belong. These all build up to feelings of not being in control, hopelessness, and being unable to make things better. A child who attempts suicide always needs counseling and special help. She also needs you and needs to talk about her fears and frustrations and about her anger and emptiness. Example. Things had been going from bad to worse for Holly for several months. It started when her brother died in a car wreck. He was her best buddy when they were not arguing. Steve was the only person in her life she could talk with about things that really mattered. Steve just listened and thought she was pretty. She knew she would never get over Steve's leaving her but could have handled that and maybe even the stuff with her stepfather. At least she did not have to worry about dealing with him every day now. Things got worse, though. She finally got up her nerve to try out for cheerleading and now wished she never had to go to school again. She thought it might be different in the school. 
I should have left well enough alone. It does not get you many friends, but being the best math student in the school should have been enough. She could hardly stop shaking inside when she thought about it, which was only a thousand times a day. The competition was in front of everyone at a pep rally. It started out well enough until it was Holly's turn. Not only did she forget the words to the cheer, she fell into the pep band while trying to make a jump. If hurting herself were not enough, she also felt like the joke of the school forever it seemed. Just when she knew it could not get worse, it did. A new boy in school moved in on her one special place. Not only was he a math whiz, everyone liked him, including the math teacher. Her teachers saying, being the second best math student in the school is nothing to feel badly about, only made her feel worse. There is nothing special about me. At least Steve thought I was pretty and now he is dead. It was all too much. Holly's world was out of control. Being dead would be a relief. There is no way out. I can't stand this. I've got to do something to stop the pain. I just want out.
Music by Kevin McLeod.